Welcome to the latest episode of our Sales Performance Radio podcast. I'm Michelle Richardson, Vice President of Sales Performance Research here at the Brooks Group. And I am Tony Smith, Director of Sales Strategy Consulting here at the Brooks Group. Today, we're going to talk about what leaders can do to motivate their teams during the coronavirus scare. And uh, Tony, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this. I know I am bombarded constantly with information about coronavirus. It's obviously a hot topic. So let's get started. Yeah, it seems like every news update is something about the coronavirus right now. And sales leaders really are in a difficult spot because their sales teams are worried about how this is going to affect their customers. Is it going to affect their pipeline? Are they going to actually get a deal through that they were working on or will that deal stall? So there's a lot of things that sales leaders can do to really help motivate that sales team to stay focused and intentional about what they do relative to how they go to market, the selling strategies that they incorporate, as well as how they work with their customers, knowing that there may be some hiccups but to stay positive and look at the opportunities that will present themselves, not just today, but in the future. So I know I've talked to a lot of customers who are um, seeing this issue as being very front and center. So what's a strategy uh, that you could offer for sales leaders? Well, the first thing is to stay calm. Do not overreact. It's a tendency for all of us to want to start overreacting. We're getting bombarded with all these negative pieces of information that's making us think, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be a catastrophe. And we know that in times of challenging moments, great leaders rise to the occasion to set the stage for a vision of how to respond to these challenges. And that's what sales leaders need to do. They need to get their teams together and have open communication. Don't let salespeople be thinking negative things in the back of their mind and they're off on their own, bring the team together, discuss these challenges, discuss what they're thinking, discuss their fears so that we can address them as a team and know that you've got resources and people behind you to support you in challenging times. As part of that, open communication, it has to happen across all parts of the organization. People in finance and at higher levels of leadership are going to be wanting to know where do deals stand? What revenue are we going to be able to generate? What's the predictability of our business? So the more sales leaders can focus in on gathering that information from their sales team and being proactive and sharing this information up the channels, they don't have to get into the reactive mode of firefighting and creating even more of a momentum of of stress and disorder amongst the team. So you're saying essentially that organizations should be thinking together and working collaboratively on strategies to to manage these situations. So, for instance, um, as you said, finance, pricing, terms, a little bit more flexibility there. Yeah, so they should be thinking in terms of what are some best practices that we can incorporate and staying on top of what other organizations are doing in their industry. So in other words, what are some of the best practices that we can incorporate? Do we need to be thinking in terms of flexible terms? Are we having supply chain uh, issues? How's that going to affect our business? What do we need to make sure we do to communicate that to our customers so that they understand, yes, we know you were expecting delivery at this date, but it's going to be a little bit later because of our supply chain issues. And customers will be understanding because they're having those same challenges in their businesses as well. And everybody's being affected by this. When we look at a lot of things that happen in the world of buying and selling, so much is happening face-to-face. People getting together, coming to conferences, trade shows, things like that where they're generating prospects or opportunities. And a lot of that may be cut out 
So we've got to think in terms of virtual strategies and solutions. How can we do things more virtually so that we're not necessarily having to be face-to-face? Can we use technology like Zoom so we can have those meetings and still have that face-to-face interaction, but it's being done uh, via technology versus in-person, on-site? Other things that they can do is think in terms of training that they may be offering to their customers to implement solutions inside their businesses. Can we do those trainings virtually? You know, Michelle, since we are a training firm, what are we doing, Michelle, to kind of address that issue ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Obviously, we see some of these same issues as a lot of our training programs are are typically done face-to-face. So we're offering virtual training options to um, address concerns about coronavirus. So taking your traditional face-to-face environment and uh, being very flexible in delivering them, as you said, across web platforms like Zoom, getting folks together in, um, you know, across multiple sessions as a way to keep that skill development going and think more creatively about, about going about that. Yes, and I know that our customers are demanding how do we actually continue to provide the development and meet the development needs of our team so that they are becoming those trusted advisors out there in the marketplace and positioning themselves properly with their customers so that when this phase goes away, they stand a chance to really gain a lot of business because they did things differently than maybe the competition. And so we're offering these virtual trainings anytime, anywhere as needed. And one of the topics that we're really focused in on is how are their teams positioned? And this is what sales leaders need to be thinking about right now is how are their teams really positioned with their customer base? And there's actually three ways customers are going to perceive the seller. They will either perceive them as just another product or solutions pushing seller that you don't really care about my business. You're just trying to shove a product or a solution down my throat so you can get a paycheck. And I see you as an interruption in my day because you're not bringing any sort of value to me as a business or as a person inside this business. The second way they can be perceived is they're seen as a potential resource or a business expert. In other words, that you bring a level of knowledge and expertise to the table so that you can actually be a resource and we can think creatively through various ideas. Doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to buy from you, but you're not trying to push product down my throat or a solution down my throat. You're actually having an open collaborative conversation and I may consider you, especially if you have a solution that fits my needs at this moment in time. The third way that sellers can be perceived is they really are seen as trusted advisors. They're positioned themselves as a strategic resource so that customers feel that everything is collaborative, they're consultative meetings, there's business acumen and sharing of insights and best practices, and the customer knows that seller really understands their business their needs, what they're looking for, and they're being proactive. They're thinking through what are some of the future challenges that may come up, and here's some things to start thinking about, customer, around how to address those challenges. So they become an extension of their business, a true partner to their business. I would think that particularly right now with the coronavirus scare, where it's really hard to get face-to-face with customers, um, and knowing that your customers are focused on their own business challenges right now, that that trusted advisor positioning would be extremely important. An opportunity maybe to get more collaborative and proactive around problem solving right now. It is. And I think our next podcast will get into how can you become more of a trusted Mm -hmm. advisor. But right now, as we think in terms of what leaders can do to motivate their team, one is work with your sellers to really take the time to understand what's happening in your customer's business. 
What are the challenges they're currently facing? Don't be thinking in terms of what can I sell them right now, but let me just reach out to my customers, have open communication, share with those customers, well, here's some things we may be doing in our business. That open conversation will go a long way because it lets the customer know I'm focused on you and your business, and I'm taking the time to really understand what's happening in your marketplace, what's happening with your customers, your segments, and I'm sharing that back internally with my team so that we can have appropriate strategies in place, and the leader is encouraging that. So it creates that, really that that center for positivity so that sellers understand I'm not out there alone facing this by myself. My colleagues, my peers, my teammates, and our customers are dealing with the same issue. So in other words, we're all kind of in this together and we may not be in a position to sell a lot of product, but we can at least have productive conversations and and move things forward. Yes. And if we think back, uh, some of the things that sellers did back in the Great Recession that we had back in 2008, 2009, 2010, very similar. A lot of businesses were affected by that. Travel bans were put in place in their organizations. Uh, Spending was cut. Resources maybe that needed to be there weren't available. And so what we found is the top performers and the top sellers at that time, they understood maybe they were going to take a hit in their income, but they weren't going to take a hit in the way they were positioned with their customers. So could they be creative in offering finance terms? Could we move from, say, 30, 60-day terms to maybe 90, 120-day terms to help our customers out with their business and their cash flow struggles? And one of the things that sales leaders can do proactively right now is think in terms of the compensation plan. We know that what is incentivized and what is compensated on is what gets done via a sales team. And compensation plans that are in place right now that have not necessarily been adjusted to deal with maybe perhaps a drop in sales or drop in business could be demotivating to a sales team when they realize they're not going to receive the compensation they were expecting. These are all great ideas and and suggestions. What other thoughts do you have? Well, the other things that need to happen here, sales leaders really need to get focused on what are the key metrics we need to be looking at and tracking those metrics, understanding those metrics, sharing the information of those metrics above them to the people Mm -hmm. who are leading the organization so that panic doesn't sit in, but also helping their sales team really take the time to focus on the intentional activities and things that are going to drive those metrics. And once they establish those metrics, getting the team on board. And so there's a whole host of things we could talk about here today, Michelle, but in the interest of time, I think the biggest thing is sales leaders need to have a plan. They need to stay calm. They need to understand the natural fears that people are going to have. They need to have open communication one-on-one and as teams, share best practices, and really focus on, let's make sure we understand our customers more than our competition. So when things turn around, we're seen as the resource because we took the time to do that. While we don't know what the time period is, we do know that there will be an end in sight and this will just help position teams to do better in the future. So for updates on the Sales Performance Radio, follow the Brooks Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for the latest podcast news, behind the scenes, and relevant sales content. Find us on the web at thebrooksgroup.com. Also, stay tuned for our next podcast, which will be around how to be a trusted advisor.